We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good whenever, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show. So I'm here and Paul Emick's here and we're talking NBA free agency. And I took the 4th of July week off and I said there might be an episode or two. And, well, this is at least one of the episodes and we're recording it Saturday night. Um, Nothing like on a holiday weekend, two white dudes in their 30s to get down and podcast about a sport they've really never played at a true competitive level. Excuse me. Ah, What's your highest? What's the highest level I played? Sophomore year of high school. Uh, <laughs> I did too. Did you? Rec league. Oh. And I got booted to be the coach. You got. I got kicked, kicked off my rec league team. <laughs> How does that happen? I don't know. Same thing happened in college with volleyball where they're like uh, in intramurals. They're like, do you think you would like be cool if you were the coach kind of? I was like, so I'm bad. I mean, just I know I told you I was bad. But every time like, I tell someone I'm bad, they're like, oh, he's I'm bad. How do you golf? I'm bad. Oh, okay. You shoot 82 then? No, I'm I shoot like 182, dude. I'm bad. <laughs> I just said I was bad. I'm not trying to like be uh humble. I'm fucking bad. You would, right. you uh, and I would be a decent golf team because I know you said that you can drive and I can putt. So well, I can putt. I need someone in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah, or I need to be able to hit off a tee the whole time. I yeah. did at Summerfest participate in the Iron Jock hole-in-one contest brought to you by 97.3 The Game. None of the people were there at the time. But I did, I did walk by Homer and Tony of ESPN, and I would have said hi because I'm friendly with Homer, but uh, Tony Smith was shitting on me one day for some reason, so I don't know. Anyway, we're all having fun on a Saturday night, and mm. so are we, respectively. Uh, yeah. Paul, you've got the jolly good. Uh, bubbly. Oh, bubbly! I thought it was a jolly good. Uh, just some carbonated water. I've got Baja Blast Zero Sugar, which I saw for the first time. Hmm. Yeah, zero sugar finally. After as long as it's not a diet soda with aspartame. Yeah, I don't think this has that. You know, my mom's going to be vindicated because. She's been sending me Facebook messaging about aspartame since 2007. Mm. And we're all like, shut up, mom. 
just drink the regular soda. It tastes better, and you know, and calories are calories are better than aspartame. Hey, whatever. We'll find out. All right, so we'll start with the Bucks. Oh yeah, the agency. Everybody's back for the most part, but well, like everybody's back. No Joe Ingles, Orlando Magic, no Javon Carter, Chicago Bulls. But I guess Carter would count a little bit, but we thought he would get a bag. Ingles, I don't know. Maybe people expected him to come back. I woke up, Paul, on Saturday morning, and I had to check Twitter. I had a dream that Brooke Lopez signed with the Hornets four for 125. <laughs> and I was like, we were never going to match that. No, no, you were not. But I'll start there just because it's the most recent. Two for 48? Yeah. Yep. That's 24 per. Um, they may have had to negotiate with him and poach him from other teams if the money got to be an issue. Yeah. But as Gary Wolfel tweeted, uh, Gary Wolfel had a tweet, something to the extent of, good job on the Bucks for not acting like a small market team and spending mm. when they needed a guy that they uh, that they targeted. So wow, even, even Gary's coming around. And some would say it's because Jabari Parker's back. Breaking news, he is not. What happened? He's out of summer league. What, uh, Friday Friday evening, he was on summer league. What happened? I don't know about this. Yeah, name tweeted it around noon on Saturday. And I know maybe you couldn't see tweets. Remember when Ron and Rome ditched the show because I ripped on Elon? I said he'd do a bad job on Twitter and then he left me. Um, yeah, he pulled up for a family reason. We don't know why. Oh, bummer. So I hope it's okay, but I was really jacked to see Jabari again. I was too. Like, I mean, completely unironically, because it would be, it's one of those, like, who are we saying this about, Bart? Like, the win a ring for blank. Um, who do we say that about during the Bucks run? There was a couple oh, guys. Oh, right. It was, yeah. 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 Um, well, anyway, so let, let's talk about Brooke. Um Chris Middleton was widely expected to happen. When you and I and Grant were talking about like the scenarios, like, you know, he walks for nothing or it's maybe a sign and trade or they keep him in the previous cap world, the previous, excuse me, in the previous CBA world, we were throwing out numbers like, you know, four for one eighty. That very, it was, that was, I mean, I'm not trying to say Middleton was coming off a good year or that he would have been worth four for 180, but that felt really realistic for them to get him back for three for 102 is incredible. Like the Bucks shaved, I think it was $10 million off the 2023-24 books on Middleton from him declining his player option. So, you know, I've been hot and cold on Chris Middleton over the past 10 years admittedly this seems like he's doing the bucks a real solid that you know, he Chris has never like he's never taken a contract that wasn't fair or wasn't unfair yeah i he mean got it, shit on right away when the cap was going to go up before that mozgov offseason yep and nobody was making like now they're making a lot of money but nobody was making 10 million because Chuck yeah. and Wendy would always argue, like anytime a guy made ten, 10 million, basically 10 was, yeah. football or 
they they started looking at them in a different way. Yeah. And the the ten million dollar mark was that, and then Chris goes four for forty four. Yeah. Which is absurd. <laughs> and then when you look at like what he did on that and what the cap ended up going to, such a bargain. Yeah. Then he takes a big deal, which he deserved, but also, you know, they needed him and he helped them win a championship. Yep. And now I think a lot of us thought it'd be four, but oh, it's not yeah. four, yeah. which I think is a win because we want him for one, two. We'll see about three and we don't want four because of mm-hmm. the knees and the age. And now it's three and it's 33 per or whatever. And it's less than it was. I mean, Chris has never had a deal that should elicit the kind of backlash it's elicited from fans. Maybe yeah. there's a fatigue or you want to spend, but there's never been a deal that I think was like, there's just never been that. It's just well, really, when you look at it, it's never been that way. And one, one thing I was thinking about as someone, by the way, I mean, who literally I can see my signed Chris Middleton's Jersey hanging in my basement. So it's not like I'm a Chris Middleton hater by any stretch of the imagination. But this is not exactly like the charismatic superstar guy, right? Like he just kind of shows up and shoots his mid-range jumpers and, you know, he's not a great quote. Um, he's just sort of there, but he's really good. He's, I mean, he's very solid. I mean, he's been very good. I think the concern is that what is his decline going to be? How sharp is it? How sharp is the decline? Was this past season indicative of where he's headed? If it is, not great, right? But it was still a good playoff run, right? I say yeah, run five games. Sure, I mean, yeah, and uh, he was probably not that this is saying a lot. Their best player um, spread out over those five games, considering that Giannis missed what two and three quarters of the. What did he miss? Yeah, yeah, Giannis missed all but ten minutes of. Yeah, right. Pretty much three games. Did Giannis miss, um, or was it two games? Anyway, regardless, yeah. So. The Chris deal is really good. Like, right, I have it sorted right now. The current deals that have been signed, I have it sorted based on uh, total value, like the amount of total dollars. Do you know which player so far has the most guaranteed dollars in this NBA free agency offseason? Do you know off the top of your head? What or what would be your guess? Uh, Who got the most guaranteed dollars of this offseason cycle? LaMelo Ball. Uh, I don't know if that counts because that's an extension, but oh. you would be right. Like I think like him or Desmond Bain, but um, among like non, well, cause keep in mind, like LaMelo's deal won't kick in until the 2024, 25. What's that? Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks got 80 million. Jeremy Grant got twice that. Oh, I forgot about him. Dude, Jeremy Grant. He's still going to go through with it, I guess. They, they kind of, I mean, you don't have to, like they didn't sign the contract technically, but they would be burning bridges for you know way longer. Damian Lillard very clearly did his friend James, Jeremy Grant a solid here. But like yeah. Jeremy Grant got five for one sixty, which is with or without Damian Lillard is like spit out your drink upon hearing it. Type of I think Jeremy Grant's good. He is good. Like I was I was chatting with some friends about this, um, and like he's Aaron Gordon. Aaron, not Eric. He's Aaron Gordon. He's an energy player who can be like your fourth or fifth best guy on a championship team who even as the cap is going to go up, man, like five for 160. And then you compare that to Chris getting – now, Chris is two years older than Jeremy Grant. Okay. Um, 
but clearly there's been no point of Jeremy Grant's career where he's been at Chris Middleton's level. Even like that's just a, you know, it's a fact. Um, Middleton getting three for one hundred and two when Jeremy Grant is getting five for one hundred and sixty, and not that you should necessarily compare that, you know, because what Draymond Green got three for one hundred, right? So very comparable. Was it three years on the? No, four for one hundred for for yeah. Draymond Green. Um, the Chris deal is great. It it and he didn't even take any me. other team signed Chris three for one hundred and three. They would be ecstatic. Ecstatic. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, again, I just want to give the credit. He didn't even take meetings. He declined his player option and made the Bucks not sweat at all. So give him credit. Like Bucks fans, give the guy credit. Um, Brooke Lopez, on the other hand. Yes, yeah, so let's start with Brooke. Talk about Chris for five minutes. I know. Sorry. Lopez. No, I did this. It, it just kind of lend itself that way. So, when you wake up on, you know, so Friday morning, Friday afternoon, uh, five o'clock evening, when free agency starts, there's a lot of deals that come off the table. Brooke Lopez doesn't, but I think it's fair to have thought that by Saturday morning, Brooke Lopez would have signed somewhere. In the meantime, the Rockets give Fred Van Vliet three for 140. What was it? 120, 128. Three for 128, the Rockets gave to Fred Van, but then they still had enough to give. Brooke Lopez, like 25, 26 million dollars if they wanted to. And presumably they offered Brooke Lopez every cent of that, which, by the way, that money then went to Dylan Brooks, like four for 180 for Dylan Brooks in Houston. Um, but I was I was texting with some friends and I, I said, like, if it was even odds right now for Brooke Lopez to stay or go. And this was on Saturday morning. I think it, I would have bet on go like leave. For him not to, for Brooke Lopez to not have signed by, you know, Saturday late morning, it was very, I mean, very obviously, it wasn't just leverage from the Rockets. The Rockets just got Van Vliet away from Toronto. It's not like this was like, this isn't like when Kyrie, quote unquote, took a meeting with the Suns, who had nothing to offer but the veteran minimum. Like, this was a very real threat for Brooke Lopez. And, you know, much like with Middleton, and maybe this is just fatigue, right? Like we watch a ton of Bucks basketball. Middleton and Lopez, like, you know, I think it's natural for for fans and observers to run hot and cold on players. I've been trying to trade Brooke Lopez for three years. You know, like I admit that. Like that's you know, because I thought, okay, he's you know, he's gonna be 35 when his contract is over. Brooke Lopez, a 35-year-old center, like the most easy to replace position in the NBA at age 35 got $24 million a year. Like, holy shit. Right. Well, and this one too, where I said Middleton, like every contract made sense. If Brooks going to get a little here on the back end, like if 24 is more than he should be getting. Yeah. The contract that got him here was one for three, one for three. And then what? Four for 44 or four for 52. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm of the philosophy, like, you know, pay the guy for what he's going to do. But when you when you kind of have been like, you know, like one for three, the only reason that he's even here now yeah. is because we offered him one for three. Like, I mean, Sandro Mamu is getting one for two. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And Brooke got one for three. 
Imagine if Sandra turns into Brooke. And that was when Brooke was, you know, five years younger. I mean, he's a 30-year-old player, not a 35-year-old player. I think the thing that's important about Brooke, who, you know, even with the cap being what it is, if all things were equal, which they're not, Brooke Lopez is overpaid at $24 million. Yeah. But that is not relevant because if he left, and I was listening to some of the smart national people over the weekend, like Zach Lowe and um, the Windhorst group with um, the national reporters with who have a, a lot of sourcing. And, and we can, we can get upset as Bucks fans when Giannis's name comes up, but Giannis has two years left on his deal. And I think the topic that those guys brought up and not like as clickbait, but just as it's worth bringing up is if Brooke Lopez left the Bucks. They had no means by which to replace him. None. Yeah. If you're Giannis, you just watched your title hopes decline, right? Like, because it's not like, okay, well, Brooke left, so then they can sign Jakob Pertl. Well, Brooke left, so they can sign whomever. No, they couldn't. Like, if he left for Houston, you're like, sure, their tax bill is better, but unless you are interested in the the amount of dollars that ownership pays out of pocket, which why would you care? This is huge. I mean, this is potentially Giannis timeline alteringly huge. You know what I mean? Like if Brooke leaves, a lot of questions would have started to have been asked at least by the public and hopefully not actually by Giannis. But yeah, I, I think Brooke, taking the Bucks offer over the Rockets offer, which was obviously a very, very real thing because the Rockets didn't move on Dylan Brooks. The Rockets didn't move on Jock Landale, the center from Phoenix, formerly from Phoenix. They didn't move on those deals until after Brooks said, no, thank you. It was very, very, very real, the interest from the Rockets. So it's not just that the Bucks retained Chris and they retained Brooks. The Bucks retained like Giannis's good spirits. Do you know, like, I know that maybe sounds dramatic, but like, this was really, really, really important, I think. Um, well, I don't think just for Giannis. I think for a fan base, as I was following this the last few days, which we'll talk about in just a minute, want to remind you about my friends at happyplacehemp.com. You know, Jonathan Lucroy was across the street at Maddie's on Friday. Why? Uh, the Brewers do this thing where it's like, this one's on you. Oh, sure. And I still get the embargoed release. Mm. And I'm not supposed to like say who's coming where, but yeah, I always tell my brother if it's close. <laughs> like it's, if it's on the east side. I'm like, hey, by the way, Freddie's going to be at uh, this place. And then there was one day the Brewers were like, hey, Christian Yelich is buying groceries at uh, Pick and Save or whatever. And I was like, fuck, should I just go do that? I mean, I'm not in the media. I got the, uh, well, whatever I am. But I was going to go at Koi. Anyway, Happy Place Hemp is by Maddie's. That's the only reason. HappyPlaceHemp.com, promo code is BART, 25% off every order. And you're actually going to save more now because they lowered their prices across the board. So on tinctures and uh, gummies and all this stuff. They used to like, so the 40 count, let's say was for 75 and then you would use my code and get it for 60. Well, now 
you get it for 60 and use my code and get it for like 45. So it's almost like one buck a gummy, which you will definitely get a dollar's worth of enjoyment out of that gummy. Plus the CBD, CBN ones that I like to take uh, at night. And I'll need to take some of those early on Tuesday as I'm doing the, did I tell you my schedule this week? No. Oh, I will in a minute. Uh, but I got a very early Wednesday morning. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. Promo code BART. Happyplacehemp.com. Check them out. College Court in Muskego. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So this week, I have, um, this was my off day. Saturday's my off day. Now you're making me do a pod. <laughs> but I appreciate your time. Sunday, I'm doing my Sunday show. Yep. Monday and Tuesday, I'm doing writer. You are doing it on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. So that's, I mean, it's it's a two-hour show. I'll live. Yeah, you'll be all right. You got to picking up holiday hours. Yeah. Wednesday, they needed a guy to fill in for the DA show. Hmm. 5A to 9A. Yeah. Haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Doing it on Wednesday. Are you just going to stay up on Tuesday night? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't used to, but I thought about it. I thought about it because Secret Invasion drops at like 2 a.m., the Marvel show. I don't even know what that one is yet, but okay. Oh, that's Nick Fury's show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, then on Thursday from 11A to 10P, well, I will be at Summerfest. Okay. For Milwaukee Pro Soccer. And my plantar fasciitis is killing me. Mm. And so I bought these socks somebody recommended. I told the writer than you audience that I'm one of the millions that suffer. And people like found my face. You know, I can be like, Hey, what do you guys think about this trade? No one cares. I can be some random guy they've never heard of. Say, my feet hurt. I got people finding my Facebook message. So I bought some socks. All right. What's the hell? Friday, 11 to 4 at Summerfest. Okay. Saturday, I'm in Madison for the Forward Madison. Okay. Sunday, my shift. And then I'm off. So I'm like a busy guy for not having a job. Yeah. That 11-hour shift at Summerfest, man. That's, that's be- the one that – the Wednesday morning and the, the – if I can get through those two. Yeah. Those are the ones that are hanging over my head. A shout-out to Austin, who I saw. Austin, who comes on our shows. Austin Reeves. Not him. 
But no. Austin came to the booth, and I looked at him. I go, "You son of a bitch! He's tall. Tall drink of water, this Austin." <laughs> then I took pictures with him, and I was fat on the side. Now I'm fat in the front in pictures. So I did uh, go to the local gym by my house to sign up, but nobody was there because of staffing. Oh no! So like I had to an appointment. Okay. Well, that's a good. That's a good first step. Another Summerfest thing I want to talk to you about, because you guys were fucking with me. You guys brought up Young Gravy, right, to me? <laughs> yeah. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> okay. And so he performed on Thursday. Yeah. Friday? I don't know. But yeah, I knew it was three. Yeah. Friday I was there uh, at Summerfest. And he performed. And people were there for him. And I was asking, like, the people I was working with, and one of these kids is 19. And I'm like, what the, what is, I go, what is a young gravy? <laughs> and he's like, you, he's like, you don't even want to know. The way he described it was, it was supposed to be ironic, bad. And now it's so bad that people think it's good. Mm-hmm. I listened to it for 20 minutes Saturday. I don't get it. You could just overhear it from your booth? No, I, I, I did, I, I did like a deep dive. Oh, okay. So like, who, who is this guy that okay. so every, every person's son and daughter saw on Friday? So you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this story. So I promise you, this story is relevant. So um, yes, I'm gonna admit something to you. Uh, I saw Limp Biscuit in the year 2022. No, not in 1999. Though I also saw them in 1999. I decided to go with a buddy a year or so ago to see Limp Biscuit, and the opener for Limp Biscuit was Young Gravy, and. You might know that you probably don't know this. Do you know who is a big Limp Biscuit fan? Uh, I'll, I'll, there's a lot of choices here, but CBS 58's own Kevin Holden. Big. He's just on my pod. I know that. So I'm texting with Kevin. I'm like, he's like, you're. I, I wanted to go. Why didn't you tell me sooner? Blah 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 blah. And I said, oh, and by the way, and and he said, oh, it's Limp Biscuit and Young Gravy. I said. Tell, I know that this is like the opener, but what is what does this mean? Is this a band? Is this a group? And he's like, oh, it's so great. Now, this is Kevin, right? Who's what? And is like, I don't know what. I'm not sure. I don't know how old he is. Let's say he's mid to late 40s. Um, and he's like, oh, Young Gravy's so great. Like, And I'm like, okay. So uh, I'm seeing the show, and I start sending pictures to Kevin of Young Gravy, and he's like, Oh my God! When's the next Young Gravy show? I'll meet you there. And I'm like, oh, it's in Kansas City. He's like, I will meet you there. I will take off. We'll go check out Young Gravy um, and Limp Biscuit. It was a you know a dual project. Yeah. For them. Um, I watched it live. I didn't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get it. Like, um, it was. The, I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get it. <laughs> I think it's a, but yeah, he was a Madison student. Um, and, um, you know, his little rap thing that he did in his dorm just took off. Now he's, um, do you know, I think he's most. You know he's called Young Gravy? I don't. Because he rhymed once wavy with gravy and gravy stuck for a name. Okay. Do you know that he's probably most well known for being the guy that dates older moms? He dated Addison Ray's mom. I don't know who that is, I'm but still I, trying to figure that out also. Who, okay, yeah, I don't know who it is, but yeah, I know he like he dates moms. That's his gimmick or his real. I don't know if it's a gimmick, but that's what he does. Yeah. So um, the first thing someone said was, "He's like he may he's big into milfs." I go, "We did this already." 
We did the whole MILF thing. Who did the what, like Stacy's mom type of thing? Yeah, American Pie, Stacy's mom. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I thought we were transitioned to DILFs. And even GILFs had their run. Okay. Grandparents. Mm, okay. I asked my youngest brother who Young Gravy is. I said, why is Young Gravy so popular? He said, I'm too old to know anymore. <laughs> Literally. I mean, the person who told me, like, oh, this is a thing is Kevin Holden. All right. Well, that's my week. Thank yeah. Okay. Sorry. That was a, if it. I would not have told you that story if it wasn't for the fact that of all people, our buddy Kevin was um, all about it. I think a lot of people had thoughts on the off season coming in for the Bucks. Yeah. What they wanted and dream scenarios. Mm-hmm. And then once it became real that Middleton and Lopez were not under contract. Yep. Then it was like, oh shit, we need those guys. Yeah. And then Middleton comes back, and then Brooke comes back. It just seemed to be like this is whether we're stuck in this corner or not. Like the Bucks' best path to a title is Brooke, Chris, Drew, and Giannis. Now, yeah. from there, there might be like there might be another plateau you could find if you could do a Dame thing, or if you could. There might be something that exists realistically that you could do to enhance those odds. But in most like scenarios or multiverses, it's those four, and then the big like they're not running it back. They have a new coach <laughs> who is going to bring a new style, who has already led to the drafting of new players that they wouldn't have drafted. Who brought back and then Jay Crowder coming back? Like yeah. I don't think he comes back if Bud's here. Agree. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. So comments, all of all comments. like this is it is. It's the core four. They need this, but they're they're you know they're trying to think of a good analogy. I don't know. That's but, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's the same. Like, I fuck. I'm trying to think like it's the same people in a different house, but that's. Mm. Uh, Let me tell you this: the same foundation. I don't have an analogy for you, but the Bucks are. There's literally two years left. I got one. It's my house. It's the same house. If we redo the basement, Mm. finish this basement, that completely changes the use of the house. Yeah. It's the same house. But we took a space that's being used one way, use it another. Very good. It took took you a minute, but you got there. Uh, I had an AC guy come in here. My guy, Elliot, he knew the show. Oh, did he? Did you know that before he came, or he's like, "Hey, no, by the way, not not for a while, for like thirty minutes, no." And then he had to come in the basement, and then we showed him my wife's office for the airflow, and then I have this setup down here. Mm-hmm. I go, "There's my office. I just do some radio stuff." And he's like, "Yeah, no, twelve uh, fifty. Like, oh, but he's nice." I told him on the podcast I'd shit all over him and say he was an awful person, but there you go. He was not actually. <clears throat> I hope he charges you more than it should. Um, no, don't do that, Elliot. No. Uh, let's talk about this. There's a there's literally two years left on this Bucks rut. Two years. Two years from now, Giannis has a fifty-one million dollar player option. He is declining 
that player option, right? And, and that doesn't mean he's leaving, but Giannis will very, very clearly in two years from now decline his $51 million player option. Chris Middleton has a player option. So the third year of this three-year deal that Middleton just signed is a player option. I don't know. Will Chris Middleton be worth more or less than $36.5 million in two years? I don't know. Bobby Portis has a $13.4 million player option two years from now. And Connaughton has a $9.4 million player option two years from now. Aside from Marjan Bochamp, Bochamp is the only player technically under contract two years from now. Like I said, the only other four, Giannis, Chris, Bobby, and Pat, have player options. Brooke just signed a two-year deal. Chris is a two-plus-one. Giannis has a two-plus-one. In two years, Brooke will be 37. Middleton will be 34. I think we need to really appreciate that even if Giannis, who, by the way, you probably know this part, but in September, he can sign an extension. Two two months from now, Giannis, even though he still has two years plus a player option left, Giannis can sign an extension this offseason in September. Will he? Is there an advantage for him to do that? You know, I, I don't I know. Think there's an advantage for him to do that. You think there is or is not? I wouldn't. If you were him, you would not. <clears throat> What's the point? One of the things I wondered when the Bucks hired Adrian Griffin, who was Giannis's choice, is if it kind of came with a wink and a nod that I'll I'll do my extension in September. I so, don't know that Giannis has any desire to leave, though. I yeah, I mean, Giannis is doing so many things. Like he's got these stores in these airports, and he's doing all the stuff with his brothers. Yeah, I think he's gonna. You don't just pick up and move during. I don't know. I I I don't. I don't think that he ever leaves. And and obviously, needless to say, I hope you're right. Um, but. The team that we know now, the team that we have known for these past several years, the team that won the championship, if we are so lucky to still have Giannis on the roster two off-seasons from now, two years from now, none of the guys currently on the team will be on the team. Like, well, but do we Paul, grasp that? That? Like, be, that could also be the case next year. It could via trades and everything, but like Drew has two years left and then might retire Brooke has two years left, Middleton two plus one, Bobby two plus one, Pat two plus one. The whole thing is different in two years. This is a two-year, two years left, a two-year window with this team that we know. I think and it's I don't I would say it's a one-year window. Because if they don't do something significant next year, they'll shake it, really shake it, shake it up. I believe they would. And they have credible assets then. And I'm still optimistic. And I know this was the thing that made Matt in the falls decide to leave you a voicemail about my trade ideas, which are never actually my trade ideas. I'm a hundred percent in on the idea that drew holiday for Darius Garland is a win-win. Like it just makes sense for both teams. The Cavs, if you want to get into like, well, why would the Cavs do that deal? They signed uh, Max Struess to a pretty good contract in this NBA offseason, they still don't really have a wing. So they basically have a small guard in Garland, 
a small guard in Donovan Mitchell and a small guard in Max Struess as their basically their three one their one through three, who are all small, all who can't defend. If I can swap out Garland for Drew Holiday, a bigger guard who can set up guys better than Garland can, because Garland is a better scorer than Holiday. It just it just makes sense to me for both teams. So I hope you're right. By the way, like I don't want Bobby Portis to be traded before he visits FC Madison, um, for your own sake. But like with Bobby's contract, with Pat's contract, with Grayson's contract, they did the most important thing the Bucks could do this offseason. They they were able to convince Chris to not even take meetings and just resign, and they somehow convinced Brooke because the dollars were the same, or maybe Houston might've even been like a couple million dollars more. The bucks did the most important thing. They got Middleton and Brooke Lopez to stay huge. I hope they're not done. I hope they said, yes, check the box, important, huge check on the box. Middleton's back. Brooke Lopez is back. I still hope that there's something now that they've done those moves, which had to happen first, right? You don't trade drew before you know that everyone's back. You don't trade Bobby and Pat until you know, everyone's back. I hope something else is coming. I think there needs to be more of a shakeup. So um, they could still trade Drew. I think the fact that you were able to bring back the rest of the core, Brooke and Chris, and and uh, Jay Crowder, <clears throat> I think it actually gives you a better chance to say, you know what, there's enough stability that it's not going to feel too abrupt. Like the basis of what was here is still here. I mean, if Middleton would have signed somewhere in Lopez and this was a Bobby, Drew, Giannis team, they'd suck. Well, they wouldn't They wouldn't suck, but they would clearly not be title contenders in any stretch. And then, by the way, like, I wouldn't have begrudged Giannis if he was, you know, pulling a Damian Lillard and said, yeah, yeah I don't know. But the Bucks did the most important thing. They got Giannis the coach that he wanted. Okay, maybe we can, you know, we debated at the time about if that's the thing you should do is let your superstar pick your coach. They did, whatever. Um, they brought back Chris. They brought, brought back Brooke. Um, now, are they done? Or is there something else to kind of shake this thing up? Uh, you know, you've, you lost Ingles, eh, whatever. He pretty much wasn't a part of the important rotation. You lost Javon Carter. You know, eh, you know it's not great. But... The rest of the group, including Jay Crowder resigning his back. Um, but unless they do, to the point of from a few minutes ago, unless they do a Garland for Drew Holiday type trade, um, this is a two year and to your point, maybe a one year deal. That things like even if the Bucks win the title next, you know, you know, 10 months from now, 11 months from now, uh, two years from now, this team is like Giannis, Marjan and 13 guys who are not currently part of the organization. That's nuts. Like, well, and Hugo Basson. And Hugo Basson. And hopefully, they're, you know, they're, they're two, they're new, they're new rookies and uh, Drew Timmy and whatever. Um, but, yeah, so this this is um, this is very interesting to have a one- to two-year stretch, and then it's all good. Like, Jokic is not going to be the only guy left in Denver in two years. Um like this is this is it, I don't think like Tatum is going to be the only guy left in Boston two years from now. Like this is a unique situation where everyone but your superstar could theoretically be gone. So uh, 
enjoy it while it's here. And they, the, I think the expectations now on Adrian Griffin, a first-year coach, could not be bigger. He does not have time to have like a Joe Missoula level, like figure it out year. Yeah. You know, the, you, you can't. And that's, and that was why, you know, a Nick nurse, someone with head coaching experience instead of Adrian Griffin, it's what makes the hire of the head coach. So fascinating. He does not to the point, we just talked about this. They have one to two years to figure this out and win another title or get back to another finals. There, there's no time for the Missoula year. Like, there's, it's just you can't have it. You're not allowed it. Sorry, Adrian. And that's why they hired Terry Stott. That's why they brought back Joe Prunty to have like that veteran coach and that you know to help him through the hurdles of a first year coach. But man, um, a a great start to free agency for the Bucks. Clearly, I thought Brooke was gone. I did. He's, yeah. The he's longer gone. it went, the more hairy it got. For sure. And as the Rockets proved that they were real I, players. I, I really thought my dream was like, I thought that was real. I, I've never had a dream feel so real. I thought he signed with Charlotte. The good news for your dream, your your dream does not understand the uh, over 38 rule of the NBA. Uh, Brooke could not have gotten a four-year contract. So we'll we'll teach your subconscious about the over 38 rule. Um, but um, yeah. he could have had a three-year deal. But yeah, they paid they paid a ton of money for Brooke Lopez, man. They they paid a thirty five year old center twenty four million a year, uh, and yet you have to do nothing but say thank goodness because they would have been in big trouble without that working out. Paul Imig, I'm Bart Winkler. We're on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream as well, DanShaney.com for all your insurance needs. I'm hacking it on my own, and so is Dan. He can find you though because of that. The best rates, home, auto. Uh, business, work, all that kind of stuff. Dan Shaney, S-C-H-A. I like picture it in my head, and then I I always think I say it wrong. S-C-H-A-N-I, Shaney.com. And check us out on YouTube. Also some more of uh, another Barton Chuck little flashback on there. Hmm. And uh, I when I do picks with Horvat, I try to break them out to see if I can catch on some, like, fans of it is not working i'm just fucking around so sorry if i if you subscribe and i'm you're like god bart you already posted this uh sorry i'm i'm trying i'm trying some things out anyway danshaney.com the uh rest of free agency do you mind i may just scroll from the beginning and see what jumps out at me do it to speak on i i did get a text message from someone in the Warriors organization to suck it when Draymond signed with the Warriors. You did say publicly you thought he was gone. I I said I think there's a stronger chance than it's thought. But then when I saw him on the match, I don't know. It was Stephen Clay versus Mahomes and Kelsey. And Draymond was there like for Turner doing like a thing and he was all – then it was locked in. Any any speculation that I thought it was locked in. So now the Warriors are going to be here losing Dante to the Knicks in the Villanova reunion. But they're going to try to give it a go, and they're going to try to give it a go with Chris Paul. And I think they're going to try to talk themselves into it working, and, and then we'll see if it does or not. So I guess not too much else to say on the Warriors unless you have something. They lost Dante DiVincenzo. They did who reunites with Team Villanova, the New York Nets. Like? Oh, it's awesome. Hell yeah. 
Um, so nothing much else. I mean, the if Jordan Poole wasn't traded, and you know, Bart, you should have allowed your Golden State Warriors source to know that the asterisk next to your Draymond prediction probably would have changed and did change once they traded Jordan Poole. Because you said that with me and Grant before Poole was traded. I don't think Draymond is still a warrior if Poole's not traded. Like, Yeah, probably not. So they last year, it, pre-punch, pre-Draymond punching Jordan Poole, the Warriors gave the extension to Jordan Poole and didn't give one to Draymond. They a year later they changed their minds. Said, no, never mind. We'll trade Poole. And by the way, like the Chris Paul thing, I, I've heard that described more as a Jordan Poole salary dump than a hey yeah, we with, really- the, with the CBA and second apron. And- but also, like the, they got Chris Paul back because Chris Paul was a matching salary. Not oh, because Poole's on for a few years and Paul's on for what one? One. Yeah. So it's not like, oh my God, the Warriors really wanted Chris Paul. But they didn't want Jordan. Well, he could end up being traded. He could this could be like D'Angelo Russell when he was there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, no, not, not a many things on, on the Warriors. Um but yeah, shout out to Dante. He got four years, fifty million with the Knicks. Um yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, my God, overpay. Isn't that what no. like, a guy like that is going for? Don, I mean, he basically got – that's mid-level exception money. 12 years, $12 million. That's a tradable piece. And, again, this is hard. It's hard to conceptualize. I know you just Dante said, like – Dante was, like – Dante, I feel like, is one of these guys that is just never going to reach – he's never going to be able to unlock the truest potential of what he could be. But that doesn't mean he can't get close – and well, he had a good year with Golden State. He did. And if he's going to unlock it, like the difference in the Knicks, once they brought over Josh Hart to team up with Jalen Brunson, two former Villanova guys, it changed everything. Like if if Dante is going to unlock the best version of himself, it's it's going to be with Brunson and Josh Hart. Um, speaking of the Knicks, not you can keep going. Dude, they straight up just dumped Obi Toppin. And I'm still a proud carrier of Obi Toppin stock. So that was a bit odd. What did they get? And two seconds? Two seconds, which is like whatever. Like the Bucks gave four seconds for Jay Crowder. So Crowder's worth twice as much as Obi Toppin. Like, I don't know. Um, I think the thing to watch with the Knicks, if the Blazers do what they say they're gonna do, which is you know, there was a statement. I don't know if you saw it. Joe Cronin, Blazers GM, put out a statement on Saturday that said, we're going to, you know, we're going to work with Dame, but we're not just going to limit our, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, we're not just going to limit our trade search to Miami just because that's what Damian Lillard wants. The Knicks, who chose not to throw all their stuff for Donovan Mitchell, could throw all their stuff for Damian Lillard. Like, so that could really shift things. I do want to say this before, as you keep, as you keep looking through the list, the you know the odds in the Eastern Conference could have shifted drastically today, right? If Brooke and or Chris don't come back, and the Bucks have no salary cap means by which to replace them, the Bucks odds should have would have dropped to be a title favorite, right? For sure. Yeah. But they brought him back, so the Bucks, the Celtics, the Heat, I think would probably be the top three odds um, in the East right now. If the Heat do get Damian Lillard. 
who said that his preferred destination is Miami. If they can do that for some sort of two first round picks, two pick swaps, Tyler Hero, expiring Kyle Lowry, maybe like Haywood Highsmith and, you know, Nikola Jovic, not Jokic, Jovic, they're 2020. Like, if they can pull that off, that's an odd Jovic shift. played in as many finals as the other. Say that again? Jovic played in the finals. He did. He, he did. did, so he had a minute. If they can pull that off, the odds in the East obviously become much more complicated um, because, yeah, they lost Max Struess. Yes, they lost Gabe Vincent. And we should talk about the Lakers, by the way. Gabe Vincent. Coming Lakers. up here on the bar. Um, but, yeah, the Heat, man, they can really – become awfully noisy if they can pull this off um, in the next couple of days. So I know we started with the Warriors and then we went into the Knicks and then we went into the heat. Um, hey, this is what a conversation sounds like. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds I will like. will interrupt us to play this voicemail off the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-BART, carlovet.com for your golf simulator needs and accessories. This is from Josh in West Bend. Hey, Bart, this is Josh in West Bend. First time, long time. Just wanted to call reacting about the Chris Middleton signing. Really excited about the Bucks signing him back on for three years. Seems like a pretty good deal, less than what maybe we were expecting. Uh, so, less than the four years. Three years I like. See where this team goes this next year. I um, want to pick up for my boy Chris Middleton and excited for another season. Thanks, Bart. Keep up the good work. Bye. And to go to Josh's point, and you can call the voicemail line, 402-915-2278. Even, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. So it was three for 103? Three for 102, I think, for Chris, yeah. What if it was four for 102? Well, that would have been better. Would it have? Definitely. Yeah. Would people not have scoffed at that fourth year? If you would have told them, hey, four for 102 instead of three for 102. I think people just didn't want a fourth year. Sure. You would, you'd rather have the lower annual average salary. So, you know, yeah. All right. Three Uh, Three for 102 was less than I, I think Bucks fans could have possibly hoped for. Four for 102 is was yeah, never going to, yeah. So what I liked about the Lakers was they had a team that wasn't, like, working. And then at the deadline, somehow they made it work. And they got pretty far, not far enough. Mm-hmm. Well, now in free agency, they have re-signed Austin Reeves to a four-year $56 million deal, which – that's the so that so you might know this. That's the most they could legally give him. They could not. They, they gave give him more. Other teams could have so like the Spurs, for example, could have given him four for one hundred, but the Lakers could have matched it. So either way, wow. he was restricted. But so without offered him then. You, if I'm the Spurs, right, or the, the, the Rockets, like if they would have said, "Hey, we would rather have Reeves than Fred Van Vliet." your cap space gets tied up for like 72 hours. So if the foregone conclusion was that, hey, the Lakers are going to match this, which is where all the indications, the Lakers are matching anything you offer. 
then why would you want to tie up your cap space? Um, I believe in Reeves. I think that he is good. 100%. He is a very good player. Very, very good player who, if he was an unrestricted free agent, would have gotten very paid. But he was restricted and he could only sign. So not so. I mean, just let me just emphasize by saying he got every single last penny he could have gotten in resigning with the Lakers because of the way the rules are with undrafted players who only played two NBA seasons like he did. So, but yeah, keep going. They brought back D'Angelo Russell. I couldn't believe after all the stuff they did, they also brought back Russell, who I don't particularly traded at some point. Sure, but that's still. I mean. That's good to have on your books. I mean, he's a good player. Um, you, you're better with him than without him. And you could Jackson him. Hayes. I like Jackson Hayes. I still have Jackson Hayes stock. I do too. Resign Rui. Sign Gabe Vincent. Sign Torian Prince. Sign yeah. Cam Reddish. Yeah, they're loaded. That's a like, good. That's a good deep team. Yeah, one that I think. I think they've got Denver in mind. They, and they should. Yeah. They, I think, are building a team that can compete a little better with Denver. Uh, totally. That Because I watch these other teams, Paul. Like, I watch, like, Minnesota sign Nas Reed and yep. Utah make a trade. Uh, who did they get from someone for whatever? Oh, John Collins. Yeah. And it's like all these teams are like, all right. I mean, but they're, they're, they're so far away. Sometimes I wonder these teams that are, like, seven, eight, nine. What's the point in even trying to be six? Like, isn't it better just to suck? Uh, the, the Wizards should have taken that advice three years ago. So for the Lakers, uh, yes, very impressive. And I think that, I, I don't know. I, in the West, I think absolutely Denver, uh, the Lakers. The Lakers have I, to be top, have to be number two. I'm a little I skittish. Would, I, well, what about, so, so what about Phoenix? I would take the Lakers over Phoenix. I would too. Because the Phoenix have three guys that do the same thing. With a guy in Aiton who they would love to trade but cannot get anything for, they it's going to be – I mean, as as crazy as this sounds, when you have Durant and Booker and Beal and Aiton, they're going to only be as good as what their role players allow them to be. Like, the guys who are five through nine on that roster can't be bad. If they're bad, they're then the Suns. I don't. I just don't think the league is the way it is anymore. Like how it used to be, where it's like, oh, you can have like if you had three amazing scores, you win the title. <laughs> like that's it, it's just this is not how it is right now. I think if they went up against, yeah, I would take the Lakers and the Nuggets. Um, but like, let's say this about the Nuggets. I'm a. I have been a Bruce Brown guy for a while. They lost him to Indiana. I mean, speaking of guys who got paid, like Bruce Brown's getting twenty one million dollars. Something. Who? Indiana. Are they up to something? Yeah, are they okay? I don't know. They're going to be okay. Didn't they get your boy Toppin? They did get my boy Toppin. They signed someone else. But they also traded their first round pick from two years ago, Chris Chris Duarte, for nothing. They salary dumped Duarte. Not that I'm a huge – I do not have Duarte stock, but, like, okay, he was – I thought there was another move in there. There wasn't. Um, well, they gave Halliburton a, a max. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of. That was something for sure. Who? And, by the way, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I already kind of cheer for Halliburton because he's from Appleton or Oshkosh, Oshkosh or whatever. North. Oshkosh, sorry, Fox Cities. 
but um, he's posting million dollar man gifts on Twitter after getting two hundred million dollars. Oh, so great. love it. Yeah, I like that. Like these guys, like normally they're like you're making. We're talking about like one year, twelve million, four years, eighty million. That's eighty million dollars. Like I, I don't know. I would say I also appreciate like there's a fine line here. When a guy gets two hundred million dollars, you don't want them to gloat, right? Oh. Like that's just not good form. No, but if but if you're gonna post gifts of million dollar man Ted DiBiase. After like that's going to be your public comment. After just getting to a fine line, and you can't define it. It's you know it when you see it. You know it, and and this was perfectly, you know, he did it. He he handled it extremely well. Like he could have you know posted nothing, but what he posted I thought was great. So I don't know what the Pacers are up to, but let's finish this on the Lakers. The Nuggets lost Bruce Brown, so they got worse. Like they can hope that Christian Brown is going to take those minutes, and is you know. Not going to be a, a step. Oh, back. you got DeAndre Jordan back. That's not a good thing. And they gave five million dollars to Reggie Jackson, like per per year. That was odd. So, yes, th- this doesn't change the Nuggets as being the Western Conference favorite. But the Lakers roster, which, by the way, like let's just say this real quick: the Lakers roster six months ago was horrific. Like the Russell Westbrook. Lakers that roster sucked sucked it was bad and the team was bad and what they've done in six months is it's incredible um but we should probably say this we were talking about the Bucks and their one or two year window Bronny James is in the draft a year from now LeBron as you and I very much strongly agree LeBron is playing with his kid next year yeah. not not next well, the 2024-25 season a year from October from now so this is probably, unless the Lakers draft Bronny, this is LeBron's last year with the Lakers. So they did everything imaginable they could have possibly done to put themselves in a spot to win another title before uh, before LeBron goes to the Hawks. I don't know if you saw that. Like there was a mock draft that had Bronny going to the Hawks and LeBron posted it. It was like, what's up, ATL? <laughs> like yeah, He's, he's gonna- not like joking. He's telling you what he's going to do. He's we been can, asked about it many times, and he says, I'm telling you, I'm doing this. He's, you know, people are going to, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's funny. No, no, he's playing wherever his son gets drafted, and that's the end of it. And that's why his son's going to go seven or eight, because you're also drafting a year of LeBron James. A hundred percent. And all the money that comes with the tickets and the merch and everything else. So that's my thoughts on the Lakers. They absolutely crushed it. Who else you got? Um, so I don't know that there was anything other. We talked about Dante. We talked about Sandro. Yeah. God, you your, boy Russ, your boy Russ resigned with the Clippers. Dude. I mean, I, I will say this. I very much, very much. The next player Russ is now working for 4 million a year. I was going to say, I, I don't like Russell Westbrook. Really never have even like triple double machine MVP. Russell Westbrook was never really my thing in terms of NBA viewing. I think it takes a lot of like, listen, he's still getting $4 million to play NBA basketball. Like I'm not trying to, you know, give this guy like too many kudos, but a lot of guys won't do that. Like when you're, when you're used to making $50 million a year and then you make $4 million a year, like there are some guys just like, fuck it, I'm going to retire. Right. Because that's like a shot to their ego or whatever. So yeah, I mean, good job to the clips. I think the question now we should probably say this part, you're talking about like odds shifting. We do have to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers who 
foolishly. Are we going to talk about the guys that are coming over from Europe? Oh, there's a couple. I mean, the Kings signed one. The, the Thunder. Do you Oklahoma know City Thunder? I don't have Euro League pass like I have League Pass. Um, I have played some Euro DFS, but I usually just take former NBA guys and I take like last. Okay, <laughs> you take last, like Dwight Howard and uh, all this. Um, yeah, so I, the the Sixers are really interesting. Like, if they're going to trade James Harden, which by the way they should have never gotten into business with James Harden. Like, I would have stayed. I would stay very. There's two guys I just would never touch if I was running a team: Harden and Kyrie. They're going to fuck. Oh, yeah, Kyrie. Team. I mean, we can name. We could talk about Kyrie. Three, four. <sighs> Three for what? One thirty. One one twenty. So one twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't of all. So when Kyrie got traded, I was so stunned it was the Mavs, because why would Mark Cuban do that? Be, Mark well, Cuban fancies itself as this, and that's the, and he want. I just I don't know why you would watch it over and over, and it's the it's the Tobias Lindsay thing where it's like it ne- what never works for these people, but it might maybe, work for us. it might work for us. It's the exact thing. Why would you like? Why would you offer even three years? Is like too much. These guys get bored. They get agitated. They they get they want to. They don't like something, and then that it's like it's you don't like something, you deal with it or whatever. It's like, but if they don't like something, it's like get out of here. And I don't know what where Harden's going to end up, but I don't know why you would want him. And I think I, I think the thing like it's also a player option for Kyrie. So you're like, hey, two years from now, it's up to you. We trust you. Like, what? But the Mavs did this to themselves when they let Jalen Brunson walk for nothing. Mm-hmm. Because then just like we're talking about with Brooke, the Mavs couldn't replace Brunson. That they had no money by which to do so. So not only did you lose a really good player, you can't replace him in free agency. So then they overspend to trade for Kyrie, and then he's a free agent. And if they let Kyrie walk, they couldn't have replaced Kyrie. You right? So like you kind of had to re-sign him, but now you're in the Kyrie business, and you should never want your franchise to be in the Kyrie business or the James Harden business. So I think we should say this: we're like I think we should like Eastern Conference odds. We talked about how big it would have impacted if Brooke and Chris left. We can talk how big the odds will shift if Lillard becomes a Miami Heat. The Celtics, I don't know what this poor Zing. Sorry, what did you say? A Miami Heat. A Miami Heat player, I think I said, or I meant to. Um, Someone I don't know. called him a heater. A heater. <laughs> One of the heatles. Um, I don't know what the Celtics are going to look like with Porzingis, especially without Marcus Smart. Like, that almost just feels wrong that Marcus Smart's not a Celtic. Like, that's weird. Like, there are some guys that are just, this is, this is, the team is this guy's team. And as much as Marcus Smart is clearly not one of their best players, he's not Jalen Brown, he's not Jason Tatum, he's the Celtics. So I don't know if they're better with Porzingis. But if the Sixers are going to be stuck in this James Harden limbo, is Embiid, like, how patient is Joel Embiid going to be? Like they're not going to get a good return for James Harden. Like, well, if I was the Sixers, I'd move on from Embiid. Well, I, he is your franchise. Like I'm not saying that that's a, no conference championship appearance. I, I'm not gonna. I'm definitely not going to stick up for Joel Embiid. But if Harden gets a poor return on a trade, 
And by the way, there was a scenario that I saw that makes sense where there's a three-team deal in which Harden goes to the Clippers, Lillard goes to the Sixers, and then a whole bunch of picks and pick swaps and stuff goes to the to the Blazers. So if Harden becomes a Clipper and joins Paul George and Kawhi, and by the way, the math, the salary math works. This is not like mm-hmm. you know, crazy. And the Sixers get back. And by the way, the Sixers in this scenario are giving up Maxi and Harden. So Maxi would go to Portland. So you'd be replacing Harden and Maxi with Lillard. Presumably Embiid would really like that. Like that's good. Yeah, they they would be good. But if they don't get back much, I guess there's a lot of reports that the Knicks are sitting there twiddling their thumbs saying, we have all the first round picks you could possibly want, Philly, and we would happily give you all of them for Joel Embiid. So things could get really interesting in Philly really fast. So I think that's worth mentioning because they're the, what, fourth or fifth, third to fifth best odds in the East probably. Um, if I was really, I would trade Harden and Embiid. If I was Philly, you just want a hard reset. It's not working. But the, but the well, they just hired Nick Nurse. They just gave a shit ton of money. It was a mistake. But they've committed to a path, so they're not going to trade Embiid now. But Embiid, just like Lillard, just like Beal, just like Mini Harden, all the time, Kyrie, all the time. Embiid could say, "We did our best. I want to leave." And then the Knicks could give so many draft assets for Philly. Um, So I think that's worth mentioning. Four Golf Apparel is running out of the Ryder Cup polos. You better get it now. $39.99, 10% off with the promo code BART. Fourgolfapparel.com, 10% off every order at fourgolfapparel.com. I want to answer a question from the other day and then ask you one, and then I'm going to go to bed. Same. Sounds good. You asked me, who could I not root for on my team? Ooh, yes. There was somebody that was speculating that if Brooke didn't sign here, we would have to go out and get Grant Williams. I saw this. That's the answer to my question. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, it was I think it was Ty Windish who floated the idea. Fuck. Um that they then they would have had like their they would have had the mid level exception then which is more than the taxpayer mid level, and they could have used it on Grant Williams. I mean, I've said this about guys like Delhi and whatever, but Grant Williams. Well, the other thing that's like fascinating, Marcus Smart. I think I would like talk myself. Grant Williams. Would Grant Williams be worse for you than Dylan Brooks? Yes. Are you sure it's not just because I just think sucks? Well, he doesn't suck, but he's not good. He's, I mean, he's making eighty million dollars now to play for the Rockets, so he can't be too bad. Um, I don't want Dylan Brooks either. I wonder though if you don't like Grant. I wonder if you dislike Grant Williams more than Dylan Brooks because you've had to watch a lot of Grant Williams. Like if you were a Western Conference guy who. You know, I, I know you watched this guy. I know, I guess. Grant Williams and Dylan Brooks would both be extremely difficult to root for. But I think if you weren't a Warriors guy, you would probably have Draymond and you're most difficult to cheer for because he's very difficult to cheer for. But you've made peace with it because, no, he's not difficult to cheer for. 
I love him. Because he's on your team. They're not my team. They're on your other team. It's the, I wouldn't say the Warriors are my other team. They're not my second team. What would you call it? It's they're my family business. <laughs> you know? Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, two, two guys, where do they end up? James Harden. Where does he play next year? Clippers. Yeah, I agree. Lillard. Miami. Portland. No. Yeah. They're going to call his bluff? And that's called KD's bluff. Yeah, but here's the here's the problem if you're Portland. Lillard, this no. whole thing is meant to happen forever. This is this is John Cena and Randy Orton fight forever. <laughs> if I was a Blazers fan, I'm not saying I wouldn't have emotions about Damian Lillard leaving and requesting a trade, but the best thing for the Blazers is to trade Damian Lillard. Like, they lucked into lottery luck to get the number three pick. They lucked into the fact that the Hornets took Brandon Miller instead of Scoot Henderson. They did the smart thing in the 2022 draft by taking the totally unproven Shaden Sharp, who is very much on a strong path to be a very good player, even though he's only like 19 or 20 years old right now. If the Blazers just embrace the we're going to suck for two years path and they pick up another couple top five picks in the next two drafts, that's better than this bullshit play for the 10th seed stuff that they've been doing. I would, I if I was a Blazers fan, I would be like, okay, finally. Because, Bart, I think you said this with me and Grant a couple weeks ago. The Lillard situation is eerily similar to Rodgers and the Packers. They mm-hmm. both knew they should have broken up. Neither of them wanted to be the bad guy in the divorce. So they just kept holding on until someone finally said, uh, like, fine, fuck it. Like, I'm... We can break up now. And the Blazers weren't going to do it. They were not going to break up with Damian Lillard, even though they they should have wanted to. Not because he's not a great player, but because the Damian Lillard, Scoot Henderson, Shane Sharp, Yusef Nurkic, Jeremy Grant Blazers are the 10th best team in the West at best. So the reason I don't think he's on the Blazers isn't because I don't think they would call his bluff. It's that they're better off not playing for the 10th seed which is what they would be doing with him on the roster. So I do think they'll trade him. And I think the Heat will give up everything they have to give up to, to make this work. They're not going to give up Jimmy Butler. They're not going to give up Bam Adebayo. They will give everything else they can possibly give without batting an eye because they should. Jimmy Butler at his age, Damian Lillard at his age, they just were they were just in the finals, but clearly didn't have the power, the manpower to, to get over the hump. It it makes way too much sense. Jimmy Butler is like heavily advocating for the Heat to do whatever it takes. He'll be on the Heat. The uh, according to one sports book, the Rockets' odds to win the NBA championship before free agency was one hundred fifty to one. After signing Van Vliet and Brooks, it's now 200 to 1. It got worse. It got worse. <laughs> Dylan Brooks sucks. I promise yeah. you. Well, let's let's be clear. There were plenty of reports, including your guy Jake Fisher, who you had on, on the national show, 
who said the Bucks met had a real meeting with Dylan Brooks, like a real, actual, legit meeting with the Bucks. So, your actual favorite team, your non-family business team, wanted to talk to Dylan. Talk to Dylan Brooks reportedly. They're like, he can't be this bad. We have to see it for ourselves. <laughs> when they did. Listen, I, I, I can't, I'm not trying to, you're just, you're dumping on him so hard that it seems like I'm sticking up for Dylan Brooks. Screw Dylan Brooks. Um, but Come he's not. Come see Summerfest on Thursday when there's no headliner. I'll be there from 11 to 10. <sighs> your, 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 your guys, man, AJR. Well, I feel bad for the dads. Oh, it's terrible. It's a terrible situation, but. But Summer... I don't know they're all brothers. Yeah, they're all brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, um, like they're. they're... AJ their, their first names of their initials is A, J, and R. Um, do you really think, though, that, I mean, Summerfest is going to have to, they have to figure something out. You can't not have a headliner in the amphitheater, right? Like, I know it's, like, extremely late notice, but. Who can you get by Thursday? I don't know, but Remember you can We're available. Um, I can get our guitarist over here from Colorado. We'll have a couple of quick band practices. Um, and you probably... I'm sure there's been nights before where headline, people cancel. So, by the way, because I used to kind of s- sort of be in that industry, I'd be curious what you think... What do you think Summerfest we're, we're going to pay AJR for the last second edition to being the headliner on Thursday? What would you guess? I have, a, I have an educated guess. To headline a night at Summerfest last second? Keeping in mind that they're already there, they already were going to be there for Saturday to open for Imagine Dragons. So like, I'd say because they're they're already going to be there, I'd say 50. No way. 100? 100, 120. And by the way, that's before... This is 100, and then I went down to 50. And that's before merch, which would probably be another $25,000. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're not doing it for peanuts. Just saying. So they have, I mean, it's not like I care way too much about. I'm too fascinated by the idea that Summerfest now has like five days to book something. They're not going to keep it empty. They can't. You can't keep it empty. Can you? I don't know. It's got to be someone big enough to play the stage. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, who else is playing that night? You you could bring people over, right? Like you could take. Well, would you be screwing over like your side stages though? Because those are all sponsored by various companies. You can't. Yeah. You can't just move them over and be like, "Oops, sorry," because then their stage is screwed. I I, I don't like the new Summerfest. I like, like the as a week instead of the three weekends. Yeah, you're, you're, this is three different festivals. Yeah bullshit i hope they bring something i hope they bring something good i hope it's young gravy back i hope it's i hope it's young gravy opening for slim biscuit i mean at this point how about we just bring back like this there'll be like at least one person listening to this who will understand this reference i think they need to book the family values tour from 1998 corn limp biscuit i think ice cube and forget if there's anyone else on that but those are like the big ones let's let's do family values 25 years later corn limp biscuit you know what and young gravy just because he was one years old in 1998 
Paul Emig, thank you for your Saturday. I would not have done it for anything other than the NBA offseason. <laughs> this was actually your idea. It was. Yeah. I don't know when I'm doing another show. Well, this one will live on the top of the feed then, which it deserves to be because NBA offseason. I thought of doing a show for like a free agency wrap-up kind of thing that would post on Wednesday. But this might just be it for the week. If there's something like if the Bucks trade Drew Holiday, well, then we got to we got to do something. Yeah. If they do some sort of like Bobby Grayson Pat salary combination to get player X, and I don't know about my summer league shows now that Jabari's not playing. It's still a cool team, but Jabari had certainly extra sizzle on it. Um, and also, I'll still go live like next week. I. I'm going to summer. I, Grant brought this up in our text, but um, I got to go to summer league next year. Got to happen. Yeah, I'd like to go at some point too. Let's do it. All right, Paul. See you, buddy. All right, see ya. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.